Now today I have the great privilege of starting a new series entitled Breakthrough Prayer. Breakthrough Prayer. And I want you to know that tonight is special. Because some of you are stuck, you're overwhelmed, you're frustrated. Maybe you're stuck in one area or you're stuck in every area. And today we're going to find out what it means to have breakthrough prayer. How we can achieve a breakthrough through our prayer life. And really a breakthrough is a sudden, dramatic, or important discovery or development. And I want you to know that God wants to break through in your life. He wants to cause a breakthrough to happen, whether it's in your marriage, in your work experience, in every area of your life. And so if you're hungry today for a breakthrough, I want you to know that transformation is right on the horizon. It's coming. It's coming and it's here for you. And we want you to take a next step with God. So today I want to share with you on the topic, a breakthrough in worship. A breakthrough in worship. Now, worship is simply this. Worship is what we value. Worship is what gets our time, our attention, and all of our heart. Worship is what is worthy of that focus. And God is inviting us to begin to shift and to transform our worship because although we come into service and we worship the Lord, if we're really, really honest... Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, oftentimes we find ourselves worshiping other things. Other things get our time, our attention, and our focus. And he wants to transform what we worship, but also who we worship. And so today I want to share with you that personal prayers unlock breakthroughs in worship. God wants us to experience breakthroughs in our worship. And so I want to invite you to join me in Matthew 6 verses 6 through 8. If you happen to have the Westover app, go ahead and open up the Westover app. We would love for you to follow along with us. Let's look at verse 6 and 7. These are the words of Jesus, and he's giving us a roadmap for prayer. But when you pray, verse 6, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray... Don't keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Instead, instead, pray for your Father knows what you need before you ask of, of them. The Lord knows what you and I need. And I want to offer you two quick insights about prayer through this passage. And the first one is this. Private prayer releases public power. Verse 6, this is what it says. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Church, God is more interested in our private private devotion than in our public display. He's more interested in what we do in private. And yes, there are moments to pray in public, like when you go out to eat or when you're praying for someone else. Or when you're in a corporate prayer moment. But the truth is, is that God's more interested in our private devotion than our public, our public display. And private prayer releases public power. So if you're needing public power, if you're needing God to empower you today, be willing to pray privately. That's the first key insight. The second key insight is this, is that prayer is about intimacy, not information. Verse 8 says this, your father knows what you need before you ask him. Prayer is not about giving God information about what's happening in your life. 
He already knows. So it's about intimacy. It's about closeness. It's about proximity. It's about him being proximal and close to us. So when we pray, we need to pray personally, pray publicly and pray personally because personal prayers unlock breakthroughs in worship. So I wanna share with you three prayers that will unlock a breakthrough in your worship experience. Here's the first one. Pray for an open heaven. Pray for an open heaven. Verse nine says this. This then is how you should pray. Now, when I read that, this is the first thought that came to my mind. God is not giving us a feel-good thought. He's not just giving us a suggestion. He's giving us a command. He's saying, this then is how you should pray. And he starts by saying, our Father in heaven. Now, when I read this, I said, okay, that's fine. But what I, when I began to look deeper, what I realized is that God wants us to be connected to him personally. There's many names for God in the Bible. Lord, Savior, King, Eternal One, Mighty One. But Jesus, when it comes to prayer, He wants us to relate to Him relationally. He wants us to connect with Him personally. He wants us to associate with Him a relationship and be able to pray through that relationship for a breakthrough in our life. Now, it's not just your regular Our Father. It's actually something a little more personal. In the Old Testament, there's this idea of called Abba Father. It's, how would I describe it? It's, it's like the word Papa. It's like the word Appa. It's like the word Daddy. It's this word that represents a closeness, a relationship. And that's really what God wants. He wants us to have connection with Him. It's not about religious duty. It's about relational devotion. It's how well we're connected to the Lord. A couple of years ago, my wife was at the store with my daughter, Alexis. She was about three years old. And she had her in the shopping cart, and they were shopping. They were going through the different aisles. And my daughter, she sees something that she really wants. She sees a toy. So she pulls on my wife. She says, Mama, Mama, I want that toy. I want that toy. And my wife, Danae, said, No, 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 we can't get that right now. We'll get it later. And she was a little shocked because she wanted the toy. And so what she did with all the sass of a three-year-old, she said, that's okay. My papa will buy it for me. (laughs) And we were a little taken back by her sass and by her attitude. But what she realized is that relationships release blessings. The way we often receive blessings in our life are through relationships. And she understood that if she were to go to her papa, and her grandma, that they were going to get her what she needed. She had confidence that she could go to them and that they would bless her. And the same is true in our relationship with God. A personal relationship with God releases an open heaven. And an open heaven is simply this. It's the firm belief that God will provide every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That he will be your provider. That he will show up for you. That he will give you what you need in the moment that you and I need it. 
When we pray for an open heaven, what we're saying is, God, I worship you. I believe that you are my source and my supply. I believe that you can give me the things that I need in my life. I believe that you can release things into my experience. And I just want you to know that today you can pray for an open heaven and believe that he will give you wisdom and protection and insight and all that you need and solutions and opportunities that aren't normally available to you because he's a good, good father and he wants to release that into your life and all we have to do is go to him and say Abba Father I need you I need you to pour out an open heaven into my life and you will see that he will do just that because he loves us and he wants to pour out his blessing unto our life the second prayer to unlock a breakthrough in your worship is to pray for a new spiritual level pray for a new spiritual level verse 9 says our father in heaven Now, I don't know if you know this, but Father God is on a whole nother level. He's on a whole nother level. We can't get to his level, but I want you to know that he wants to elevate us to a new spiritual level. Now, when I was a kid, I didn't know a whole lot. I really didn't know a whole lot. I didn't understand about bills. I didn't understand about taxes. I didn't understand that if I left the the light on or the water running, that somebody had to pay for it. When I got a little bit older... Then I thought I knew everything. I was a teenager, I knew everything, and I pushed back on my parents their rules, their regulations, their requirements, and they would say, do this, and do that, and don't go here, and don't say that, and don't do that. And I got frustrated. And I would often whisper, that doesn't make any sense. And I would make sure to whisper, because my dad had a belt, and he knew how to use it, and my mom had chanclas, and... And I don't know how she did it, but she could pull out both chanclas in about two seconds and chuck them at me with pinpoint accuracy. So what I would do is I'd walk away and I would make sure when I rolled my eyes that I would roll them inside my head and not out loud because when you do it out loud, you get discipline. But what they would often say to me that would just grind my gears is they would say, someday you'll understand I said, that does not make any sense. Your rules don't make any sense. I'm never going to do this. Well, fast forward a couple of years, and now I'm a parent. Now I'm an adult. And I see the wisdom of what they were saying. I now understand because I'm on a whole nother level. I've been moved up and promoted to a whole nother level. And that's what happens when God promotes us to a whole nother level. He gives us insight into things that we normally don't have the ability to understand. And prayer is the gateway to the next level with God. If you are needing God to give you divine insight and divine wisdom, prayer is the way that we access that promotion. You may not have been promoted at your work, but I want you to know that God wants to promote you to a new level in your spiritual walk. He wants to do that. He wants to release that. He wants to take you to a new, new level. And this is what happened to the disciples. Jesus had died. He resurrected. He spent some, some days with the disciples. And right as he was ascending up into heaven, this is what he says in Luke 24, verse 49. He says, And now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. So what did they do? They stayed, they prayed, they pursued God's heart, they prayed for another level, and 10 days later, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and in that moment, 
they were promoted to a whole nother level. And you want to know what's at the other level? What's on the next level spiritually is more. It's increase. Increase is what's on the next level. Increase closeness with God. Increase rest. Increase joy. Increase peace. Increase spiritual authority. Increase insight and wisdom. That's what's on the next level. And God wants to increase your capacity. He wants to promote you to the next level. And if you're hungry to be promoted to the next level, in just a moment, we're going to have an opportunity for you to take a step and say, God, I want to be promoted. I want to be promoted. I want to fully pursue you and all that you have for me. Which leads us to our third prayer that unlocks a breakthrough in worship. And that is to pray for a holy visitation. It's to pray for a holy visitation. When we pray for a holy visitation, we're not praying for God's provision or his promotion. We're praying for his presence. We're saying, I need your presence. I need your presence in my life. I need you to move. Verse 9 says this, Hallowed be your name. And I got to thinking, what does this word hallowed mean? And so I looked it up and what I realized that the word hallowed means holy one. And what he says is holy one is your name. God's name is the holy one. God's name is the holy one. If there's one distinctive characteristic about who God is, it's that he's holy. And the reason we know that his name is holy is we have two instances, both from a a disciple and from a prophet in the Old Testament where they get a glimpse of heaven and what they see the angels say is holy, holy, holy. In Revelation 4, 8, the apostle John sees heaven and this is what he hears. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. God is holy yesterday, today, and forever. Yes. And then the prophet Isaiah, in Isaiah 6, this is what he says. He hears heaven, and he sees heaven, and the angels are saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, and the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. And here's what I've learned, church, is that declaring his holiness floods our life with his glory. When we're willing to say that he is holy, 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 we qualify ourselves for him to flood our hearts, our minds, our spirits with his glory. And that is his intent. He wants to provide a holy visitation to you and I today. A couple chapters later in Isaiah 64, these are the words of Isaiah. He said, if only you would tear the open, the heavens open and come down so that mountains would quake at your presence. He said, God, will you open up heaven? Will you come down? Will you visit? Will you pour out your presence once again? He had an experience in Isaiah 6. And at the end of his life, he's saying, Lord, will you rend heaven once again? And will you come down? And will you pour out your spirit? There's some of us who need his presence. There's some of us who need his provision. Some of us need a promotion. But I want to suggest to you that all of us, we need his presence. And as I close, I want to invite you to stand. I want to invite you to stand.
I want to challenge you to pray for a breakthrough in your worship. I want to invite you to take a next step with the Lord. If you are needing a breakthrough in your worship experience, we're going to worship God in just a moment. And a breakthrough in worship, what it means is going somewhere where you've never been before. Somewhere you've never been before. It's taking a next step. For some of you, it's just to sing the songs. For others of you, it's to raise your hands in worship. For others of you, it's to actually sing with all of your heart. And for some of you, it's to come forward and to step boldly before the throne of God and say, you are holy, holy, holy. Come flood my heart with your glory. As I was preparing for this message, I'll just tell you the burden of my heart, church. I sense in my heart that there were people here tonight or joining us online who are in a desert moment in their heart. And it's been a whole long time before you've experienced the presence of the Lord and you're in a dry time and you feel like God has forgotten you. You, looked over, you feel overlooked and you're stressed and you're overwhelmed. God wants to release his living water, his presence and his power into your life. And if that's you, if that's you, if you are needing for God to do something new in your life, I want to invite you at the count of three to come forward. I want to invite you to come. Don't hesitate. If you feel like you need God's presence and his power to come anew in your life, on the count of three, I want you to come. Don't delay. One, two, three. Be bold. Step forward. God wants to meet you. God wants to pour out his presence in your life. He wants to create a breakthrough in your worship life. He wants to empower you. He wants to pour out his spirit upon you. He wants to meet your needs. He wants to provide his living water into every area of your life. He wants to cause a breakthrough to happen in your prayer life and in every area of your life. Church, let's worship God and pursue a holy visitation. Come on, what's over? Can we just invite the Holy Spirit in this place tonight? The Bible says where two or three are gathered in this name, he will be there in their midst. Come on, can we lift up our hands towards the heavens just saying, God, we are open. We want more of you in this place tonight. We want more of your glory, of your presence in this place. We want to feel your glory. In Jesus' name, oh God. Come on, just begin to pray, begin to ask for his presence. The atmosphere is changing now. For the spirit of the Lord is here. The evidence is all around That the Spirit of the Lord is here Lift your voice The 
every golden hand. Do you believe it? Do you believe it tonight? For the Spirit of the Lord. Everything that is impossible to man is possible to God. Yeah. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Yeah. In my family, in my marriage, yes. In my son, in my daughter, it is happening, yeah. Believe it tonight. Spirit of the Lord is For the Lord is king and his love is Yes, the Lord is good forever and thou shalt
Sometimes that we need to shout out of the things that are shouting at us. Do you believe that tonight? How many believe that when God is lifted up, his enemies are scattered? Do you believe that tonight? Come on, we're gonna declare in this place one more time. And I'm shouting out. because you were willing to worship because you were willing to pursue a breakthrough that's the reason why he came and visited with you and it doesn't have to stop here you can worship God wherever you are at that's the that's the power of him being everywhere so if you're needing a breakthrough tomorrow or next week you can just raise up your voice and say God I worship you you are holy you are worthy you deserve all praise and he will show up and he will minister his presence to you. God, we come to you. We're so grateful that you have chosen to visit with us today. Visit, refresh our hearts today. We need you. We cry out to you. And Lord, we just praise you as we leave here today. In Jesus' mighty name. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Give him one more hand of praise. We are so glad that you joined us tonight. God bless you and we are dismissed.